0: Hello again. Thank you for tuning in to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. I decided to do an episode or this episode after watching the social media trends about parenthood, about you only have 18 summers with your children, spend it wisely. And with the holidays around the corner, I know will come the social media posts about you only have 18 Christmases with your children. Are you aware of that? Um, I I get the the overall sentiment is of of these posts and of this trend, which is, you know, we should live in the moment. We should make sure that we're being present with our children. I, I totally get that. But let's face it, sometimes some of these posts can border on some parent shaming and parent guilt. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to do an episode and talk about, number one, talk about the seasons of life that we go through and that if your your life, your seasons looks different than someone else's, it's okay. And even if that means it looks different for your children, it's Okay. But also talk about that time in the life where your children leave the nest. Because I've certainly been in that. I've I've three children and two of them are now adults. And I am telling you, my life isn't over. Um I'm I'm not like sitting in my rocking chair on my porch, like, you know, crying over my children's childhoods and and missing them. No, life is actually quite good, to be honest. And my relationship with my adult children is stronger than ever. And so I decided to give you, I think I have 11 reasons on here on why that is and wanted to share with you so that if you are nearing this season of your life, give you a little hope. I don't want you to feel guilty out there. I don't want you to be like, gosh, I don't have all those cool photos of my kids like jumping off the boat at the lake where we spent every summer, every eighteen summers of my of uh, summers of my child's life. It's okay. It's okay. So first, let's talk about the seasons real quick. Once upon a time, someone somewhere along the lines of history decided that once you enter adulthood, you are supposed to go to college. And start your career, meet the love of your life, have a big romantic proposal slash wedding. Start your family, making sure your children are spaced two years apart. Go spend all those summers on that idyllic, idyllic lake, jumping off the boats, have all those perfect family photos for the album. And then once your children leave the home, like little ducklings in a row, leaving every two years after one after the other. <clears throat> and then it seems like the story kind of ends at that point, right? I mean, what happens next? Again, I feel like there isn't really anything <clears throat> until you become a grandparent. And then I feel like there's a sort of like boost again where like you're a grandparent, so you're relevant again or something. But there's this period of time that I feel like kind of gets overlooked. And I happen to be at that period. Granted, I still have one kiddo left at home. I have a 12-year-old. But there is this period of time between when your children leave your nest, your home, and they go build a nest of their own. They're figuring out their life. And it's before they start having families of their own. And it's actually a really, really exciting time as a family as a parent, it's, it gives me all the feels. I want to, I want to laugh. I want to cry. It just, it's such an exciting time. And I don't think that it gets talked about enough. And I think so much emphasis again is like life ends once they move into that dorm room or they sign on the dotted line and join the military or whatever it is that they're doing as young adults. So and the other thing, again, I just want to reiterate in this is that if your your life looks different than other people's, that's okay too. A lot of times I think of my life as in seasons or chapters almost, and especially when it comes to seasons, some of those seasons have overlapped other seasons. For goodness sake, I became a parent at 19 And so I had my first at 19, my second at 26, and my third at 35. And and that happened for a variety of reasons that I won't get into. But sometimes life happens like that. And so I, my season of being a parent is a bit longer than the norm. And that's okay. That's absolutely okay. I have friends out there that have one child. And so their season of parenting is 18 years, much shorter than mine. But Sometimes in parenting, you know our, I'm in the I'm in the camp that our children join our lives. We don't join our children's lives. We're still allowed to have a life. Sometimes again, we might have overlapping seasons and or chapters when it comes to our parenting. Sometimes we're in the career building phase. And so some time and energy is focused on that. Perhaps we face, Um, unforeseen circumstances in our lives. And we have to uh, adjust our attention, our focus. Um, Relationships change with significant others. I've been through that as well. And I think what I'm I'm trying to tell you guys in this is that it's all okay. If your life doesn't look like the ideal, it's okay. It's absolutely okay. Now, if it does, awesome. More power to you. I mean, but I, I really quite honestly think it's more of the norm when it doesn't, when it doesn't follow that, that perfect ideal where someone once upon a time a long ago, long time ago set out and said, this is how you are supposed to live life. And I think the other thing, and this is something that maybe is a t- completely separate episode, is that sometimes when it comes to parenting and our children, Um, There's so much focus about that. And once I, I heard something, it was like on NPR or read an article or something that like, did you realize childhood is something that's relatively new in human history? I mean, I think back to my grandparents generation, my grandparents didn't have really a childhood. My grandparents, even school wasn't really a priority. Um, back when my grandparents, and my grandparents are uh, the Depression-era kids. I mean, they all were born in the late 1920s, early 1930s. And so when they came into the world, um, America was in the Great Depression. And so what their childhood looks like is world's difference from my children's childhoods. <laughs> And so I thought that was actually kind of an interesting uh, reality to um to be aware of is that childhood is actually something that's kind of relatively new at least the modern version of it. <clears throat> so again, just something just some kind of perspective to have when it comes to this because like I said Sometimes we can be susceptible to some of these trends that we see in social media or these messages in society as far as, you know, feeling like you have to fit a specific ideal. And if and when you don't, sometimes that there might be some shame and maybe most of that shame is internal, but sometimes it is external. So I'm just here to be your voice to say, hey, I see you. We're the same. We're in the same camp here and it's okay. Okay. Now, let's move on to that period of life where your little ducklings have left your nest and they're in the process of going on and building their own nest and figuring out their own life. That's a really, really wonderful time of life with you and your child. There's a lot of growth, there's a lot of connection, there may be some tears. And yes, there are certainly a lot of fears as a parent. That fear, that worry never quite goes away. But I am here to tell you that there's also some really funny stuff that happens along the way too. So let's get started. First and foremost, number one, they now know how expensive toilet paper is. This was golden, golden to me. So about 10 years ago, when my 28-year-old left the nest, he actually joined the military. So we, when he went off on his own, he went through boot camp, went through his military training, and then I believe moved in with a friend at some point. And I remember my getting a phone call from my sister and she said, hey, I'm getting ready to send him a care package. So what is he like? I and I was like, well, what do you have in it so far? So she named, you know, maybe beef jerky, some candy cookies and toilet paper. And I was like, what do you mean you're sending him toilet paper? She's like, that's what he said he wants. And I was like, wait a second, hold on. So I think I called him and I was like, why are you asking your aunt to send you toilet paper? And he's like, mom, do you understand how expensive toilet paper is? And I was like, Golden moment. Yes, my child, I do. Thank you. Thank you, universe, for having him realize how expensive toilet paper is. All right, moving on. Number two, they likely inherited your salty sense of humor or your love of crime dramas or whatever it is. Maybe it's also being a fan of your favorite sports team or whatever hobby that you have. This is something that's also really great. My daughter and I have an identical sense of humor. Identical. Uh, We don't talk per se every single day, and that's okay. (laughs) But what we do do is we send memes to each other pretty much several times a day. And it's just a funny, it's just such a funny way to connect. And that was something that was just... I mean, I just, I think we probably started this when she was still in high school, but I feel like it's ramped up now. And that it's, it's just something that is so funny because it's like you have this little mini me that totally gets your sense of humor and um, something that's such a fun way to connect. Um, Also, my husband always loves that my oldest, who's not biologically his, their step, steps, you know, stepfather, stepson there. But his one of his proudest moments is that my husband is into college football, and USC is his team. And that my oldest, when he came in the picture, my oldest started watching college football with him, and has also adopted USC as his favorite college football team. And so there's that it's like you you have kind of like an instant buddy, an instant friend who just totally gets whatever it is that you're into and that's something that's super fun and exciting. All right, moving on. They carry on their childhood traditions. Okay, this is something I've talked about. Like I said I've been a like my I I, I forgot to add up. I think it's like 36 years I will be raising a child under the age of 18 because of the space. I think it is. I can't remember. But anyway, I'm tired. Gosh, my poor 12-year-old, right? I mean, I am freaking tired. (laughs) And so I've done the the, the, the holiday traditions, all the traditions, and sometimes I'm just lazy about it because I'm tired. Some of them I do love, but a lot of them I'm just like, oh my gosh, how many times do I have to buy a Halloween costume or yeah, I I've, I've really complain about the Elf on the Shelf a lot. That's one that's popped in in recent years. But what is so fun is when you see your kids as adults, when they have their first little apartment or their first home, when you see the traditions that you introduce them to as a child and they're carrying them on. It's such a magical thing. It literally brings the magic back to the holidays or to whatever that that thing is that they're celebrating. All right, the next thing is they appreciate we have food at home, and they're actually happy about it. So remember, when like they're younger, and they want to eat out like, oh, can't we just stop by and get something for dinner? And you're like, nope, we have food at home. Well, when they grow up, they're actually like happy. Like they realize like, eh, a lot of times that food that you go through a drive-through, it's not the best for you. And they appreciate it. And they're happy that they have food at home and that they're also appreciating the cost of that. Now, here's kind of a funny one. And I'm going to talk about it for just a little bit. So me as the parent, I'm always sort of like, hmm, when I get invited to their house for dinner, do I help with the dishes too? And this is, again, something that's kind of a unique situation. So I've, I have a son and a daughter who are my older children. With the son, I'm going to be really careful here, but he has a wife. And so I tread very lightly when it comes to that. Now he has a beautiful, lovely, charming, amazing wife. But and and whenever we do go over, they hosted Christmas Eve. She puts on an amazing spread. She's super creative. Love it, love it, love it. But I will be honest. I tread very carefully because I am the mother-in-law, right? And so I certainly don't want to be seen as being overbearing or do this or do that or anything like that. Because I've talked about in the past, if you come to my house, I'm like doing everything, I'm like making a cocktail, and I'm roasting something in the oven, and I have an appetizer platter, I'm kind of doing it all, I love to entertain. So I, when it comes to my son's house, I am I, I'm as if I were going to go to a friend's house. I am a guest in their home. Now, I feel like it's a little bit different when it's my daughter's home because she almost kind of expects a little bit more from me. She wants me to kind of take over a little bit. And that I, I'm not saying that's always like son versus daughter, but just in my situation, it is. And so, I mean, certainly, you know, she does not mind if I'm like, hey, I'm going to make dinner and I get in there and start clinking around some pots and pans, she would totally, totally love it and super appreciate it. But it's always kind of an interesting thing that you have to figure out. All right, the next thing is watching them explore who they are in this great big world. This is something that is so, so exciting. Do you remember when they were babies and turning into toddlers. And you would take them, you know, on a walk in your neighborhood or to the playground, or maybe to the zoo. Like I remember my youngest, when we took him to the San Diego Zoo the first time, he could care less about the animals. But what he fascinated him most were the leaves and the sticks. So as he was toddling along, that's what he was fascinated about was picking that up. And that was actually quite fun to watch. And my husband and I like, joked or like, did we really have to pay (laughs) so much money to go into a zoo when we could have just taken him down the street to the park, and he would have been just as happy exploring the grass and the flowers and, and all of that. But it's kind of the same sentiment when they go out into this great big world of ours, and they're trying to figure out who they are. And it's, it's, I'm I'm from the camp where I don't think you have to figure it out at 18. I think, again, I look at life as seasons. Goodness knows at 18, I certainly had one idea of the direction my life was going in. Had no idea that I would end up where I'm at, you know, at the age of 47. So I think it's really fun to watch your young adult children kind of do the same. And so I'm definitely there as a parent to kind of, I I don't coddle. I'm not a coddling type of parent whatsoever. They definitely have to kind of get out there. I kind of will nudge them. I'm like, give it a try, call them, figure it out, ask questions, go on that meeting, um, whatever it may be um, to try to figure out this world. But it's also super, super exciting When you watch them grow in it, when you watch them figure out, when you watch them explore who they are. And I know for my daughter, she's definitely, she's has an interest in the medical field. So, and that's where she's currently working in, in a medical field. But yet there's so many different avenues for her to take. So she's looking at everything from being perhaps going into a first responder role, or does she want to go into an advanced, uh, you know, academic role like getting to be a medical doctor or physician's assistant or something, something in between that. So she has this big spectrum of, of choices out there. And so it's really fun to kind of watch her explore. And also when she is on the job, and I'd love when she'll call me and she'll say, Hey, mom, let me tell you about a conversation I had with one of my doctors that I work with. And they gave me some great advice. And it's so so exciting to watch. And she's so proud of herself. And it reminds me again, of the time when they were little and exploring the world and how proud you felt as a parent. And you're like, wow, I created this kid and they are so stinking smart. So a lot of fun to watch. The next one, (laughs) they have an interesting perspective on family drama and or family history. Oh, gosh. So a couple of years ago, we had some family drama going on. This is when we were still back home in Vegas. And um, we just, I won't even get into it It was pretty dramatic. But anyway, um, we my son happened to be visiting at the time. And it was interesting because he's not there all of the time. He's not kind of wrapped up in the high emotion. And he kind of was the voice of reason when it came to sort of this situation that we are faced with. And it was really interesting to watch like the older generations. Like he, my son, I'll never forget, was sitting in a chair in my um the living room of my grandmother's house and he started to speak and everyone quieted down which rarely happens in a really big family and they listened to him and he just said hey have you guys considered this is this you know something that might might help the situation a little bit and it was really really again such a proud mom moment when you know, we were like, wow, look who the voice of reason is. He wasn't seen as like the little kid. Um, He kind of, again, he knows all the players. He um, knows the situation, but he's not emotionally involved in it because he's, you know, he's gone away. He has his own life out of town, but he certainly is cared about and loved and loves his family and just had a different perspective and a different take on things. And so again, something super fun to watch with your kids. Um, and again, I have found personally that my kids are actually kind of a a great support system. So kind of navigating some of these next chapters or seasons for me in my life, um, they begin to, to be my support system, you know, as I'm, I'm facing, um, you know, aging parents, aging grandparents, aging myself. And so that's a really cool dynamic to experience with your kids. All right. Sometimes they pick up the tab. Isn't that great? Like when you go out to dinner with your kid, if you're in this this season of of life with them and they're like super proud and they plop down that debit card and they're like, hey, I got it this time. Or... (laughs) Another funny story, you have the kid who is so tight with money, I am not joking. I have one child that, that shall go nameless in this story, but we were in a gas station traveling somewhere, and I forgot to bring my wallet in and I said, "Hey, will you buy me a water bottle and this child said to me, "I don't want to break a five dollar bill." They literally said that to me. I was like, "Really, <laughs> you can't even buy your mother." a water bottle, but whatever. So family, little family, funny story that we uh, kind of razz them about from time to time. But it's kind of cool. Again, it's like a proud moment when, when they can pick up the tab for dinner or if you go out for a few drinks and happy hour and they're like, they've got it. It's a super proud moment for both parent and child. The next thing is they bond with their siblings. The bond with their siblings change. Now, and sometimes that change might be a little bit different. Some, And we certainly have that in our family. There are moments between the kids where, you know, there might be some friction. And and I'm always, and it's always an interesting dynamic, right, as the parent, because you love them both. Um, it, It's not really your place to take aside. It's something that I'm always very aware of. But sometimes if I do see something that could potentially be, you know, damaging to that relationship, I'll kind of pull each aside and be like, hey, let's talk about this for a moment. And we've certainly had those moments as a family. But overall, even though my kids have this big age spread between them, I will say they're like this funny little group or team. They are hilarious. Um, And and that's something that I really, really love. We have some like family chats and stuff. And um, I just think it's hilarious to see the connection between my kids as siblings as they grow older. Again, throw in some of the salty sense of humor from their parents. Um, They it, just a lot of the different things. They really kind of understand each other. They really totally get each other. A really sweet moment happened between my boys, and that's the biggest age spread. My boys are 16 years apart, and we were in a restaurant. And for whatever reason, we were talking about my daughter, who wasn't at the dinner at the time, and my youngest, who adores. I always say he is the the luckiest kid on earth because he has an older brother and sister that are like on pedestals to him. He adores his siblings, but, um, he and his sister before she, you know, graduated and went off and did her own thing, had their moments as siblings do. And I think it was kind of catching up with him. And so very sweet moment at dinner. I was, we were having dinner with both of my boys and my, my youngest got a little teary eyed. And so my oldest took him outside and they had a little chat. And that was something that's completely warmed my heart. And in fact, I mean, it can almost bring me to tears. So it's really cool to see the dynamic between the brothers, even though, gosh, there's almost a generation, generational spread between them and as far as age. But they they they're just a really cool little, they're like a little army. And sometimes, sometimes that army is like, they're like, they're like, Like guns blazing towards their mom sometimes. So sometimes I get the brunt of that. But again, I super appreciate it. But as I'm starting to round out the list here, one of the things that is super, super cool is when they realize you do know a hell of a lot. You do know you have been right. You went through those teenage years. And where they told you you're wrong, you don't know, Blah, blah, blah. You kind of maybe took a little bit of abuse from them. And then something happens when they go out there in that world and they realize, wow, my mom was right about a lot of this. She actually knew what she's talking about. And one of the beautiful things is when they come and they give you a little bit of credit for that. Maybe not a lot, but they'll at least, you know, acknowledge that, hey, I remember when you told me this and you know what? You were right about it. So super awesome moment to have between parent and child when they do realize you do know a lot about this world and this life. And my last point on this is sometimes when they just kind of getting on your nerves a little bit. The thing is, they have their own home to go home to. And I say that, again, just with a little bit of salty sense of humor. Of course, we love our children. I certainly love my children more than words can possibly describe. So, again, if you are that parent out there and you are facing this next season, these next chapters in your life, again, the point and the purpose of this episode is not to make you, you know, I don't want you to fall into the shame, the parent shame game out there that can sometimes re- re- be where we're all susceptible to. But to just realize that, that does that's not the end of the road. It doesn't stop there. You can actually continue on this journey with your children, and it actually gets better over time. It's actually a lot of fun. And something to look forward to, not something to dread. So you have more than 18 summers. You have more than 18 Christmases with your children, I promise you. But still, let's try to be a little bit more present, a little bit in the moment, because again, time is our most precious resource. So let's just be aware of it and how we're spending it. It doesn't matter on what season of life that we're in. So Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I do want to uh, remind you all that I am um, growing a community in here and you can find more information out by clicking the buy me a coffee link in the show notes. Just click. I encourage everyone to click it. You can just follow along in the buy me a coffee. You can be a follower on there. Um, What I've been doing is I've been putting... um, some photos of the like the library that I'm building. So if you are a member, you can go into the Facebook group, click on files. If you want it, some downloadable printables or resources, um, they're in there. Definitely want to grow that group more. It's $9 a month in case you're looking to join. And again, just trying to build a community uh, where we maybe have a little bit more conversation on some of these topics from the podcast episode. And um, I invite you all to join. So just click on the buy me a coffee link. And if you want to just start checking out, you can just follow and if you're interested in membership, just click on the membership tab. So as always, thank you so much for listening to the One Organized Mama podcast. So happy that you guys join me and I'll see you next time.